It's October 2nd, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. It's marathon weekend. Eek, 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 eek. Even though it's a virtual marathon, I'm freaking nervous. I didn't think I was going to get nervous. You know, I was like, it's not in person. You can walk if you want to. You could take a shortcut. No one's going to know. Just, you know, don't upload it to Strava. I'm still nervous. All these excuses and I'm still nervous. I got the, which is a good thing. I haven't been nervous for a race or running in a while. So this is a good thing. I'm excited for all of you out there that are running this weekend or have run it like my wife or are going to run it some other time. Good luck. Have fun. This is what we trained for all summer and we sweated for and we were injured and we foam rolled and we did all the good stuff. This is it. It's time to go. And I was talking to our buddy, Scott. I was like, Scott, when's my package going to come for the virtual marathon? He's like, you should check the mail. It should be there. And voila, I looked out my door yesterday and it was there. And it's pretty sweet. I got three gels. I got my arm sleeve, which I sent a picture to Apostoli, and I'm excited to wear it for the race. I'm going to wear it for the race. First time wearing arm sleeve. And then what I got, they give you a medal, but it's wrapped up in a package, and it says, do not open until you finish the marathon. So I didn't open it up. I'm going to open it up after I finish. Pretty cool. Little excitement. You know, got to get there. So, yeah, it's marathon weekend, folks. Good luck to everyone. So many people I know are running. It's just so exciting. They'll like, some of us are going to be, I'm going to, I know I'm going to see some people. I know I won't see other people, but we're all going to kind of be doing this together. So good luck, everyone. Have fun. And uh, with that, we have a great show for you today. Alex and Apostoli, we, the boys here, we're going to kind of just keep this quick because we have a recurring guest of the pod, Patrick Beezer, on. Uh, and we we talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about shoes. We talk about how OMG is bringing back Saturday runs and what that means. We talk about marathons. We talk how Patrick talks everyone into running marathons. I don't want to give too much away, but it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It was a good conversation. If you are a fan of this podcast, then you know Patrick's always around and he's always a good conversation. Um, for uh, let's see here, our sponsor, as always, it's Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch, and. Uh, Apostoli, I usually introduce you, but I want to lead into this right here. Um, so I, I mailed out the shirts. The, the Run for Justice shirts are in the mail. I learned nice. how to go to the post office and send shirts, which took me way longer than I thought, but I did it. But here is <clears throat> our friend, Tony Miller, who, Tony... Thanks for being patient. Your shirt is in the mail. You may already have it by now when you listen to this That's podcast. That's a different Tony Miller than the one we went to the Bucks game with, right? Yeah. This is okay. this guy's this is a different Tony Miller. This Tony Miller is from Illinois. And um, here's what he said in our exchanges about the shirts. He says, I still need to get up there, and there is in Mimosa. Every time you talk about the burger and fries, I drool a little bit. And people say marketing doesn't work. Mic drop. See you later. 
We're going to pivot one of these days. You're going to talk so much about the burger and fries that eventually we're going to have more people be interested in a burger and burgers and fries than brunch. It will just become a uh, burger place, which will be so much easier than just having all the ingredients and everything else that that uh, breakfast entails. Well, I... So I thank you, Alex. We'll be, we'll be, because in and out never will migrate from California, Arizona, and Nevada to Wisconsin will be the equivalent over there. So here's the deal. I've told you before that we should open up like a specialty milkshake shop or something in Milwaukee. And I uh-huh. love cheeseburgers. So this is just me trying to like put these nuggets in here every week. So finally, one day you come to me and you're like, Alex, I have this brilliant idea for a burger and fry shop. And I'm like, Apostoli, I'm all in. Say no more. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, how are you, dude? You excited I for your am, 10K this weekend? I am. I'm doing a 10K this weekend, right? I don't know. Yes. Uh, you tell yes, me. Yes, I am. Absolutely. I'm, I promise to my people. I promise to all the listeners out there that I'm going to do a 10K. I promise that I'm going to do a marathon, but then I didn't do that. So now I'm going to do a 10K. Yes. No breaks allowed. No breaks allowed. We'll do the grandpa shuffle. More about that later. The grandpa shovel, Patrick, is, was serious, and he told me that, and I'm like, I want to walk still, and he's like, you're gonna do the grandpa shuffle, and then I like. Told but Christina he's so right about, about that. He's so right about that. Christina so, and I had an argument. So, I was gonna run Sunday, right, because you were gonna come into town, but it's supposed to rain, so I'm gonna run Saturday instead. And everyone who's going to run with me on Sunday can't on Saturday. So I'm kind of by myself. So Christina is going to run like the last 16, 13. She'll probably run the last half marathon with me. And she's like, Alex, I'm not going to run with you if you get mad at me when you walk and I yell at you. You can't yell at me back. (laughs) And we got into it. And I'm like, I'm not going to walk because I got the grandpa shuffle in my back pocket. So let's do this. (laughs) By the way, the grandpa shuffle is is one of the things that I stopped doing, and I think it, it correlates to my my decline in good performance. It I I start to walk. You know that we've been doing that a few times that we've been running. We we start walking. Should always just keep moving. Don't don't walk. Just do the slowest jog ever, but don't walk. For a while, I had a streak going where I, I would not stop running. No matter what, I could be dying, but I still kept running. It was a super slow jog, but I never stopped running. I was very, very OCD about that, that I stopped. And now to run my marathons. So you tell me, coincidence? I don't think so. So do the grandpa shuffle, Alex. I have the Cupid shuffle in my head, but with the grandpa shuffle instead. Um, and then it just a bunch of like old dudes with headbands running a marathon super slow. Uh, that's so funny. So here's the deal. How are you feeling? But how are you feeling? Okay. First of all, this, this segment of the podcast is brought to you by Thunderdome running. We've teamed up. We started teaming up to do the marathon. Alex actually is going to do it myself. I was not able to finish the thing. Matt was a trooper. He did everything he could in his power to make me run it. Super trooper. So don't be discouraged by the fact that I did not run it because he is amazing. But my life right now is just not conducive to running marathons. It's just not. 
I have choices and I've made a choice. But Alex is doing it. He'll tell you all about it after he runs it and how it was to train with Matt Thal. Customized plan. So Alex, how are you feeling, man? This wait, is the time. Wait, this is where, this is this where is, where where can people if where you can people want find to cust- a- if you want a custom plan from our boy Matt, head over to thunderdomerunning.com and tell Matt that the boys from Cream City Pacers sent you and that you want a custom plan. So now you know who reads the notes and who doesn't. <laughs> By the way, and if you don't know where to find out about Matt, then shame on you. That means he, this is your first time listening to this podcast. But and if it's your first time I mean, listening no to shame. the podcast, there's no, there's no thank shame you. That. That, you're right. There's no, shame to, there's no shame in that. But tell us, Alex, I want to hear how you're feeling about this because you've mentioned a few bits and pieces to me and on the podcast, but what are you thinking? Dude. Can you share with us? What, yeah. Well, I'm a day, I'm a, a day out from the race as you're listening to this on Friday. And I, I don't know where I stand, man. I shouldn't, I feel embarrassed saying this. Like most people are like, I'm going to do this. And if I crash and burn, I do it. I didn't get, enough long runs in the summer not because of me because of the humidity that i died on those runs slowly and didn't do well so i don't i don't know where i'm at i did 20 the other week at a 920 pace felt like i could go longer so here's the deal i can get to 20 miles it's uh i don't know here's the deal here's the deal everybody clearly i don't know what's going on here's the deal (laughs) This is going to be fun. I've wanted to run a marathon. It's been since 2017. So I'm excited to get out there and do the distance. And I'm going to start slow. And I'm going to go. Christina's going to run like the last 13 miles with me. I'm going to let her take the wheel. And she's going to push me. Hopefully I'm feeling good at the end. And I start slow enough that I can just kind of drop down the pace. And it's going to be fun. I'm not in any PR shape. Who knows? If, if, if next week when we're on the show and I PR, I can tell you that I will pay. I, Matt Thull can have free sponsorship for the rest of his life because he did that and when I didn't have the confidence, but my body could do it. So there we go. Um, wow. But if you yeah. PR, you're going to be the guest of the pod next week. Okay. We're going to count. Yeah, you're going to be the guest too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to do it. Like I said, I haven't done it in a while. Um, you know, most people, like I say, know what pace and what they want to do. I, I, I don't this time. Uh, sounds like a cop-out answer. Kind of like, come on, you should know that. But I don't know. I really don't. I'm excited to see what happens. That was so lame, wait, wasn't it? I had like all so week to think about an answer to that. And it's still the same thing as it was on Monday. Here's a question. And I'm sure this happens a lot nowadays with all the virtual runs. Are you pausing when you, whenever you stop? So that is one thing you can do. That is one thing I will not do. I am not going to pause my watch. That's, that's tough because we were so used to doing that. And yeah, some dude, of us have the auto pause on it. So you got to take the Oh, I got to turn off. the auto pause off. Thank you, dude. I hate the auto pause. Like every time I'm on a run, I'm like, why is auto pause on? Auto pause on. And then I forget to turn it off. So I need to turn it off because it's so annoying. Because it doesn't always work properly. Just lame. No. Yeah, but is. yeah, so I'm gonna so do this. So this is gonna be true, true, true. Yeah, marathon. and Time. I'm off social media, so you can talk crap on my Strava account in the comment section if you want, because I don't know what it says. 
By the way, speaking of tra- Strava, so I'm back in the West Coast right now, and I was down by the uh, dis- uh, design district in San Francisco, walking around with Maria, my fiance, and uh, all of a sudden I see a sign on a building. What does it say? It says Strava. So those are the main headquarters of Strava. That was super exciting. But because we're off of social media and we're not doing much, that was not a postable thing. When I sent that to Alex, if he was on social media, he would like live story it right away. Like, oh, look up, Stoli is at Strava. But nobody found out. It's just me and Alex. And <laughs> you now, were like, you were like, hey, I, I, I have a photo. I'm like, what do you want me to do with it? Like, look at it? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, I do appreciate that because that was meant just for me and you didn't see it. So, it's not like I seeked it out. But anyway. no, that's pretty funny. So one thing we don't have time to talk about today because we want to get you into the interview with Patrick, but mm-hmm. we, uh, the London Marathon is happening this weekend. Um, the elites are running it. There's a lot of stories about the course and people not wanting to get lapped and how fun it's going to be. And it's, it's, it's like incredible. So we're going to recap some of that next weekend, uh, next week on the show after the race happens and give you guys all the details. Cause I think it'll be a lot of fun. Do you think we're going to see a world record? Is that the plan for Eliud Kipchoge? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think? I'll, I'll... I, mean, I don't think... Well, here's the thing. If you're the world record holder for the marathon, do you keep running marathons Like, if you're not planning on beating yourself? Probably not. But I don't see that guy saying, oh, yeah, I'm just going to run it slower than I did before. For sure, he's pl- that's his goal. So we'll have to see. It's going to be a good. Con- it's going to be a really good race. I'm excited for it. But we are going to save that for next week. Go watch the race if it's. I'm sure it's streamed somewhere. What a bad podcast! I've so like next no week idea. we're going to find out. We're going to find out next week about two PRs, Elliot and Alex. If they we're going to find out how many marathons he can run while I run one marathon. Okay, <laughs> if you PR, Matt gets free. Matt gets free sponsorship, sponsorship. for a and lifetime. If, if Elliot PRs, then he can get to be on the pod. I think that he finally earned it. What do you think? Yeah, I would say. I know he's not from Milwaukee, but we can. It wouldn't be bad. Three Olympians. We'll talk sit, about it. Three Olympians sitting down to talk PRs and just, you know, exactly. talk running. I think it'd be a good time. Hey, I'm, think, excited show. I'm excited to have Matt on the show. I'm excited to have Matt on the show. In a few weeks after we're done to like recap our training and then ask him questions like, hey, Matt, uh, who's who, who's like a weaker? <laughs> I can't swear on the podcast. I want to use some language of how to ask him questions. And he it's be like, just be like, hey, so who is weaker? <laughs> Abasoli or Alex? And tell us like the lamest excuses that we sent you and read them off. <laughs> oh, God. Or read okay. through the or read through know. our Results lives when matter. I say Results, Results matter. matter, man. I think I think it would be me. Yeah, I think it'd be me because you're actually doing this tomorrow, and uh, I can't I can't say I'm uh, for now. I'm weaker for now because <laughs> one just, thing I told Matt. One thing I told Matt. He he asked me how fast do you want to run your marathon. I said whatever Alex is gonna run, a minute <laughs> faster. Like that's my goal. <laughs> that's a joke, but. Congratulations, man! I'm very proud of you. You actually went through it. It's not fun to train in the summer. It's not tr- It's not fun to train alone. 
uh, without a running group, without, you know, training buddies, myself or whatever, it, it, kudos to you, man. Kudos to you for so, doing so. Speaking of running groups and training buddies and running, let's get into our interview with Patrick where we talk all about that. And now we're on to my favorite part of the show. This week we have recurring guest and friend of the pod, Patrick Beezer. Patrick, hey, welcome Alex. to another Cream City Pacers episode. Yeah, hey, thank you. Hey, and uh, hello, Epistoy. Where are you, Epistoy? Uh, I'm in San Francisco Bay Area. Ah, okay. At an undisclosed location. Undisclosed location. Okay. <laughs> if you listen to other episodes, I'm sure you can you can solve the puzzle. Okay. All right. Okay. Where are you, so, uh, where are you Patrick? Yeah, I am uh, in Shorewood, Wisconsin. Not not too far, not not too far away from uh, from Alex, actually. Yeah, you're only like 1.3 miles from CCP headquarters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. That's true. I run over in your direction occasionally when the weather's nice. So, Patrick, you are the first guest of the podcast, uh, which is incredible. This is like, like your fourth time on the show, which is even times. cooler. Was that was that first time was like four or five years ago? You guys have been on forever. It's like you're like old friends now. You're <laughs> like a fine like wine. It. You just keep getting better with age. So it, we're like fine wine. Apostoli's the fine wine and I'm the cheese. <laughs> there you go. That makes me crackers. <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I could take this. Now yeah, we'll, I can we'll go for some together. snacks. Again, yeah. we don't have any snacks because we're virtual. But when we originally had you on the show, we asked you what we did not ask you what your pre-race pump-up song is and yeah. um, we usually ask it at the end of the show but right before we started we were kind of talking about it and we started talking about podcasts and you said you recently listened to a podcast that talked about barefoot running right right yeah the, uh, peter arturo and the drive uh it's a one of my our fellow runners another alex um alex Hiram, uh turned me on to this guy he has a two and a half hour long podcast that get it uh, really deep medical stuff, but he had an um, evolutionary biologist on who talked about the foot, the structure of the foot and how it's been shaped all the way up until about 1970 to uh, basically run in ways that are more natural. Uh, so we got 100,000 years of, of running. And uh, so landing on the ball of your foot, which we do now much more frequently with our, with our Nikes and our Adidas and, and all of our other shoes, is not the natural way of running. And the barefoot running where you, you're more on midsole or, or front of your foot is a much more natural way of, of running. However, m me and other people have tried that on occasion and <laughs> messed up our muscles. So, uh, but uh, this bi biologist was explaining the structure of the foot and all the, uh, the tendons and all the bones and all the structures inside there and how this is actually a better way to run and more natural and, and uh, better for longevity and how your foot has really um, evolved to run barefoot. Now, I am not advocating barefoot running, but they also, at the end of that thing, the, the guest said that some of the this is going to sound terrible, but some of the worst shoes are the ones that are really high structure, which are the ones I wear. So I wear Hoka's, uh, and I and I I have great success with them. But she also said that those are the ones that give too much artificial support. And so uh, I heard your guest last week say some of the best advice you have is to rotate shoes, and so I have started doing that, and actually that has been working better. Um, so I, I can feel the difference when I, I switch shoes each week, but I don't think I'm going to go to barefoot. I think that would be, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever tried. Have you ever tried barefoot running for like, you know, 100 meters or 200 meters or something? I, I think we both have. So obviously, and I, we came onto this like concept of barefoot running or 
zero drop running, like no cushion yeah. or anything. Zero drop, right? Because that's what Ultra, the shoe Ultra with an A, that's what they're all about. Is there's zero drop. So you, if you take your shoes off and you run, you actually run on like the balls of your feet or your midsoles because you don't want your heels naturally won't touch the ground right but shoes these days are made for you to heel strike like right if you look at people and that's not like when you heel strike the energy like shoots straight up your leg instead of like if you're on the balls of your feet your knees are bent you're a little forward like the energy breaks up throughout like your ankles your knees and your legs yeah so you get all these issues you get the it (coughs) band issues and and uh hip issues and and uh and Every muscle in your uh, your body is being flexed in ways that it wasn't meant to, and, and this this biologist said that you, the 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 incidence of running injuries. And she went back and did research in the medical journals prior to 1970, and she said it was almost unheard of for people to have running related injuries like we have today. Uh, with with you know we hear complaints all the time of shin splints and and uh, IT band issues and and um, uh, your uh, quad quad poles and and glute poles. Uh, and um, sciatica, all the things that go through there. It was just unheard of to have these injuries when runners did not have high cushion shoes. So I thought, hmm, interesting. Uh, so again, you, I don't know if I'm ready to change, but you got it. You got to take it slow, like yeah. one shoe at a time. Because those hokas, I was in that game for a while too, and there is so much lovely cushion. Feels oh like my you're gosh, walking yeah. in space shoes. Right, it it feels wonderful, and uh, and I had some um, I had some knee issues very briefly, and modest, and I wore the hokas and it went away, and um, but I also noticed that um, if I rotate my shoes right now, my legs just kind of feel like they're getting an all around workout, and different things that are kind of starting to stress de stress when I switch shoes, um, so I, I go in between two different pairs right now. Same. I've recently started doing that. So I have a pair of shoes for like fast workouts. So then like my normal pair of shoes. Another thing with why you should rotate shoes is what I heard is that the cushion on the shoes needs a few days to like reinflate. So Mm. after you run on it, it needs some time to kind of get back to normal. And if you, yeah, if you keep running on the shoes, you're just going to actually wear out the cushion quicker than if you rotated your shoes. Interesting. Interesting. So I heard that first on, uh, on Cream City Paces. That's I go for all my running updates to, to stay current with the latest science and running chicka, so uh, chicka. it was enough to trigger me that <laughs> yeah that's awesome so apostole it's marathon weekend we were just talking yes. about it mm-hmm. i got i'm nervous i'm nervous it's virtual race i'm like out of shape and i'm nervous like i'm not going to pr here or anything and i i got the nervous bug already so um if you're listening to this on saturday i'm running if you're listening to this on sunday i finish running in Again, this is a timely podcast, so you need to listen to these episodes on Friday so you know what's going on. But uh, we want to reminisce on some of our first marathons and some of our favorite marathons. Patrick, I know I've got to see a lot of your marathons. I got to watch your fastest marathon. Mm-hmm. I've got to see you at Boston. Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah, know. That, that I, I, I don't so want to say I've seen your worst marathons because I don't uh, know. I'll let you explain those, but... Yeah, my, 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 I don't know if it was my worst, but I, I've certainly had, uh, I've had eight marathons. I've done eight, and um, I've said seven of them were not successful. <laughs> and so always a inspiration to potential future runners just to know it doesn't always work out. I, I kept with it. And uh, you were there on, on the one time I ran with your, with your lovely wife. Uh, she finished, uh, I think, what, about 30 seconds in front of me. Um, and so that, that's a great story, too. Um, how I, I left her at mile 16. I thought she had um, died and, and laid and she was on the side of the road <laughs> and in pain and, and crying. And I, 
she urged me to just keep on running, and I, I felt terrible, but I, I kept on going. And then at mile 25, she passed me, and I was uh, that, that that was the adrenaline that said, "Oh my God, I'm not going to let Christina beat me," and she she did anyways with 30 seconds, but that got me that, to the finish line. So was, that's uh, a great story. Good inspiration. Did that? I forget. Was that the race that got you both into Boston? It was. We both and we went to Boston that next spring, and uh, it was a hot day, and uh, both of us uh, crashed and burned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I did a four, I don't know, 410. I think she was similar, 405 or something. I, I, I forget what would she get in Boston. I think it was better yeah. than me. It was sub four. It was like 359, 48. Yeah. So it, right. was <laughs> it, it, it wasn't pretty. No, um, but it was hot. I wore shorts that day. It was. I remember it, wearing shorts and a T-shirt. It was hot, and we had a, a headwind. Hot downhill headwind. Boston's a different beast, so that was uh, an interesting race. Yeah, but well, my very first race was the Wisconsin Marathon about... Uh, eight years ago and uh, I had trained and trained and trained for that one and um, as a, uh, a, a, a uh, my first uh, marathon I learned that at mile 20 between 20 and 26 that is my puke zone and so I have a uh, recurring habit of uh, puking on marathons and so that time I puked five times that that marathon um, in fact they have a picture of it uh, so I was at a, a friend's uh, son was there and uh, I handed him my, my phone, I said, because I was leaning over a barrel and he was looking disgusted. I said, hey, take a picture. This will be cool to remember. And so I have a picture of myself puking into a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> and so you would think that it's long distance that gets you to puke, Patrick, but you also puke at the beer mile. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> not just technically not during the mile. I was done, finished. I crossed the finish line. Oh, you and did? Then, yeah, so it was a, I didn't have to do a penalty lap. Very true. But now, you have some other interesting habits, too. If I remember correctly, you drink, you don't drink Gatorade or water during the marathon, or is it after the marathon? What, what is it? Yeah, during the marathon, I have, uh, I've worked on uh, Pepsi and Pringles as my formula for stuff that won't make me puke. And so, for some reason, that combination, I've tried every combination of gel and energy drink and Gatorade and uh, electrolyte mixes and expensive stuff and cheap stuff and tips and pickle juice and uh, nothing has worked um, except um, Pepsi, flat Pepsi uh, and a half, a half a bag of Pringles. Uh, it seems to be the, the one thing that I don't puke on. So, so you take them out of the can? I take them out of the can, they're in a bag, ready to go, you know, all set up. I got I my aid station set up with my special stuff, you know, just off, just after the aid station I have my secret stash ready to, to go on. And that has been my magic formula for getting through. So just, to, it's a, a note that you should keep experimenting. Everyone should keep experimenting. When If something doesn't work, you just keep trying stuff. And I, I kept trying and I thought, yeah, Pepsi and Pringles, it seemed to work. That's and a good point. Because most people, like myself, I get nervous. I'm like, I just revert back to like what I've done before, even though it didn't work, like just gels or something. But yeah. you like to experiment and it's worth it too. Because... Who would have ever thought flat Pepsi and Pringles were for a marathon? Some people say they save that stuff for the ultra marathons. Right, yeah, which is kind of where I got the clue from because at the ultra marathons, they have that kind of junk food at the aid stations uh, on when you're running 50Ks or 50 milers or whatever. Um, that's often filled with junk food like that. People take a couple minutes to eat and then they keep on running. So it's kind of maybe instant calories. I don't know. I don't know why it works, but that works huh. for me. Or it could I, be a placebo effect, too, and you're just like, this is it. Could be. Could be. Uh, hey, I do have some breaking news. Um, we are uh, going to restart the OMG long runs on Saturday mornings. Uh, 
starting uh, if this this is coming out Friday, right? So it's uh, tomorrow, Saturday morning uh, on October third. Uh, um, we will be um, having four runs at Collectivo at the lakefront, seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, and nine. Ten people each run. So we're going to keep a cap on, like we've been doing for our weekday runs. We're going to have a cap on uh, the number of runners, but uh, that'll all be posted up on Meetup um, by the time this podcast comes out. And um, how, we will. How are the uh, numbers looking get people right now? RSVP. Well, um, during the week, uh, averaging anywhere from five to ten people per run, uh, it's been edging up a little bit. Um, we we're down from the thirty to forty people we used to get on on our weekday runs, uh, especially the evening runs. So that's we're down. We're still down seventy five percent, which is fair. I, I completely understand. Lots of people don't want to come out and uh, during the pandemic, uh, but. We are um, uh, hopeful. The Saturday was always our longest run, where we'd have 70 to 100 people. And um, so hopefully at least 10 people are interested in running. I know unofficially people have been running together. Uh, I see the OMG runners and other uh, striders and other people out there along the lakefront on our normal routes kind of hanging out and um, in groups of three, four, five. And so I said, all right, they're already doing this. Let's just kind of make it a little bit more formal and invite people to come back. And, um, and start up. So there was some concern that our Saturday runs were too big. And so I think this is the solution to be able to run um, four runs on Saturday morning. So just, and people want to start at different times anyway. So hopefully it works out. And um, so you come on, come on down, sign up. Uh, we do require an RSVP uh, so we don't get too crowded uh, there and uh, cause confusion. But I see cross country teams and other people out there running. Marquette, um, Shorewood High School, Whitefish Bay High School are all running in groups along the lakefront there and often 10 15 people at a time yeah so i think i think we're gonna be good do you require a mask do you require a mask yeah thank you good point absolutely um yes mask for sure um so mask and social distancing uh will be strongly encouraged as we've been doing during the week uh so wear something once you start running after yeah 100 yards 200 yards you can kind of pull the mask down to your chin or or, or take it off but we don't want people drafting so don't follow closely behind someone else. Running side by side is fine. And I've, I've Googled this pretty extensively and there's found a number of articles like on Runner's World uh, that have validated that outdoor where there's lots of air and if you're running and you're side by side maintaining uh, you know, four or six feet uh, distance between you, which is what you can get on the sidewalk, um, that is deemed to be safe. And well, that's kind of how we've been running recently. One thing I will say, and, you know, myself too, it's a bad habit, but it's a necessary habit many times. We Sometimes you accumulate a lot of mucus while you're running, right? Yeah. And we tend to spit, or some people do the thing with, your, with their nose. I try to be extremely cautious because that stuff can produce a lot of the little particles. And right. I like to tell people that it's not just the mask. I mean, if you're going to pull that thing down and, you know, let one rip... Um, you're probably gonna that's gonna linger on and anybody that's even few feet behind will come by and it's just gonna get that little spray it's um, yeah so be extremely cautious when it comes to that I, I haven't heard anybody talk about that etiquette and no I think that's that's an excellent point on etiquette and and I'll, I'll add to that when I'm when I'm running and I, I do need to clear uh, mucus I am conscious of the wind direction and I will go to like to the opposite side of so I'm I'm downwind, and then I will um, uh, I will expel downwind with the wind 
so that any particles will get um, pushed in the, the direction where there is nobody inside there. And I know in the past I've we're more casual as runners. You kind of just turn and spit. Well, actually, Patrick, I don't know if you remember, but during a um, <laughs> track workout, I actually got got a little uh, sample of you. Was it was it by me? <laughs> yes, it was by you. You felt horrible. horrible. I did feel horrible. You didn't I, know I was there. You didn't think that I was going to pass you. I was going pretty fast, and you were doing your little cool down. You and were, I came pretty fast in uh, just bad timing. It just came right <laughs> over me. Or it was perfect timing if that's what you were going for. Did I? Did I? I don't know if I apologize or not, but I did. I, I am so sorry that it's I owe you a lot. And just to go back to um, marathon training, because we, I like to say you are the one that you were the first person in my life, in my world, that mentioned anything about me running a marathon. And mm-hmm. I need to say this, I've probably mentioned another podcast before, but. Um, so a little a little backstory. I was a smoker. I smoked for ten years, and then I decided to quit. And I started getting into running, uh, like five ten minute uh, five, you know, f- about three months after quitting. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I just started running five k's by myself. And then I finally said, I'm going to run a ten k. To me, it was one of the craziest goals to run a ten k. <laughs> And I ran a 10K and it was the Elf Run, whatever, uh, the the Winter Run series. And I come to the Monday Run and I come with all excitement to tell you that I've run this like life goal of 10K. And I tell tell Patrick, I ran ran a 10K and this was November. And you say, perfect, that will sign you up for the uh, Lakefront Marathon in October. I said, what a crazy man. I mean, I just ran a 10K. This was a life goal. And this guy's telling me I'm going to run a marathon four times that plus yeah. in, in uh, less than 12 months. And um, you, you planted the seed. And just hanging I, out around you and OMG, and it, it just brought me up to realize that I can do it. So I appreciate it. Now I'm three deep, uh, three in. Three marathons three in. Three marathons in, and yeah. hopefully more. Thank you. I, I saw great potential in you, Apostoli. I saw great potential. I saw this is a this is a man who is is born to run. Ah, ah, oh, you run ah. three marathons? Wow, that's crazy. That's yes, more than Athen- me. Athens was the third. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. You ran Athens, right? Yeah, that's a that's a cool yeah. that's a cool race. Yeah. No, it wasn't your. How about break. you, Pat? How about you, how Alex? Many mar- Alex, yeah. Alex, how did you get I've to won- run? I know, I know, I know. Patrick is related. To your first marathon somehow well yeah patrick well it, it goes to christina being m- m- how i became a runner is christina's like hey if i've told this before i'm saying it again alex you're fat you need to start running with us <laughs> and at this point christina's been going to the run group for a while and no one believes that i'm real she's got, got this boyfriend i told you know. i told christina yeah it's yeah boyfriend 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 whatever <laughs> yeah right if you're single i know you're single you're just trying to keep all of us away so yeah we, yeah. yeah we get it we get it and then she's <laughs> like you need to come and show your face a because these are my friends and b you're fat she didn't say that but you need to lose weight and i'm like ah, i'm either gonna go up in shirt size or i should start running so then i start running right and actually patrick we were just talking about this i used to think it was amazing when i could run two miles out and two miles back i was like i'm on top of the world i'm a runner this is it blah 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 and then you what really got me was watching the lakefront marathon when christina ran it in like Mm. 2013 Mm. 
mm-hmm. it was like, whoa, this is so cool, and I want to be a part of it. And I feel like a lot of people have that same feeling mm-hmm. of like the energy, what's going on, like look at these people. And it's so like the um, inspiring thing about it is you see runners, and we're all of different shapes and sizes and everything and ages, and it's like everyone's out there doing it together, and it's like if everyone's doing it, I can do it. I want to do it. And then like that got me going. But what really got me going is Patrick running, you know, Alex, how's it going? Oh, we're running the Strider half marathon. Good, good. That means the lakefront marathon's just around the corner. We better sign up. And I, <laughs> I've, I've heard that make before. Me, I'm, I'm like a drug pusher. I'm like, a, yeah, just a little, take a little sample here. Take some of this. Take a little, take a little 5k. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. Yeah. Well, you need to come do the 10k and then yeah, we'll really get you. We'll really get yeah, you going there. You. yeah but that's just kind of the vibe of the running group in general though i mean that's like the one thing like we're all missing right now is you're talking about the group and i'm like man i haven't run on a saturday in so long i'm like having flashbacks when you're talking about it um you know it's just always tons of happy memories i I think some of the best runs yeah i mean you remember the marathons and those achievements and the medals and the finish line but uh, the, the best memories are the long runs with friends and and the long conversations and talking politics and and talking running shoes and all, all the, the bits and pieces, and I, I certainly miss that. And, and you know, more recently, um, I, I'm sure that we would be having lots and lots of political discussions and and, uh, <laughs> and uh, solving the problems and figuring out how we're gonna how we're all gonna survive. All of us are are just kind of hanging on. I'm sure America is just hanging on by its toenails right now, uh, just trying to figure out what how this is all gonna. No matter whose side you're on, it's like this is um that's an interesting time. We live in an interesting time. And uh, uh-huh. I miss my, my running buddies to be able to kind of vent west to, to get that all done. But uh, we, we did have to drop out of the fall 50, which is um, uh, I, I sent my cancellation notice uh, yesterday up to um, uh, we had eight teams going up to uh, Door County uh, at the end of October uh, to run the fall 50, which is our OMG's favorite race of the whole year. Um, and we've been doing that for six, seven years now. And uh, he hasn't. Uh, Sean Ryan has not canceled the race yet, but. Uh, he shared today that the, the flood of, of cancellations has been coming in, and um, not um, he's not he's hanging on. Also, hoping against hope that there'll be enough people still there. But I, I'm, I'm not hopeful for him. I suggested that he run a um, a, a fat ass version of the um, uh, fall 50. Fat ass is a uh, an unsupported group run. It's actually a term in the running world uh, to have a uh, a run that you go out as a group and um, unsupported. So you can do it anytime you want. And for whatever reason, it's called a fat ass run. And lots of people do those. And I said, you should sponsor that. Have um, the Fall 50 fat ass. And, and, and it, because Fall 50 is kind of an irreverent sort of vibe to it already. And uh, this would fit right in there and have give you some virtual pictures. You can take your picture with that finishing frame and, and take a picture of having a pizza and a beer after your 50 mile relay and do it with some friends, but all socially distanced. And I think you could make this into a, a thing. And, um, and possibly he's got a whole bunch of hoodies that he's going to have to sell. Um, so the, the Fall 50 shirts, he's got a big collection of those. Uh, so so we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Fall 50. But OMG's out. No, not even one team? Nope, no. I put up uh, an appeal online and Facebook and nobody nobody yeah. bet. So I saw that. You, you did yeah. put up that you could go camping, though. And yeah, and, that, and that's not going to happen either. So um, Fall 50 is canceled for in OMG. our book. For, for OMG. OMG. Yeah, for OMG. But the spike the spike up there is crazy right now in Green Bay, you know, just yeah. in that area of Wisconsin. So it'll be interesting yeah. if they do end up canceling it. But uh, I'd be, it'll be really interesting to see how many people actually run it. 
I don't know. It's the hot. It's a hot spot right now in uh, the United States. That that whole section of of Green Bay area around those counties around there is the hottest hot spot in the United States. There's wow. more spike in cases. You know, it's a de- less populated area, but per per person, the the numbers are are growing exponentially up there. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's uh, Green Bay was featured on like every national news station this evening. Really. Wisconsin's on the map. We got Kenosha has been mentioned during the uh, presidential debate. We we got Green Bay mentioned. <laughs> we're on the map. Uh, Patrick, the pack, we don't, we're not going to... What a map to be on no, right gonna, now. What a map to be on. Yeah, yeah. Now, Patrick, we're not going to talk about politics. We say that because this is only a one-hour podcast. Then, uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. But real quick, you've seen all kinds of runners, and you've been in this field for a long time. Um do you think that the world of running is more affected uh, by what's happening because it tends to be more left-leaning or right-leaning? I mean, is there a pattern that you're seeing? Because from what I've seen at OMG, people tend to be a little more on the liberal side, right? From what I've seen. Yeah. It, right. it's, not, it's not exclusive, and I'm not saying that nope. you know, it's only welcoming to any... any it group, absolutely is. That's what I've experienced. Is that general for the running world? And is that why so many races are being canceled? Because there could be some race directors that say, we don't care. We don't think this is a real thing. We're going to socially distance. We're going to do this and that. We're going to, and it'll be fine. Just like you hear that talk all over the world right now. It's an interesting question is that I know that OMG leans a little more left, uh, probably stronger left, because we are more east side of Milwaukee, which tends to be more liberal. Uh, and I know that we have some branches out in the uh, western suburbs, um, and the people that are out there are more moderate. And uh, so in going running with them, um, and I, I'm friends with all of them, and you're right, we, we don't necessarily agree on politics, um, but um, I think it really depends upon what part of the, the, the country you're from there. Is there a lib- liberal bias in running? Or leaning, uh, I I would be suspicious of that. Are liberal people more prone to health? I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. I think everybody, anybody, can go and, and be in, uh, interested in their health and taking care of themselves. And uh, but um, so that's an interesting question. Um, what what is your uh, sense on on uh, on the leanings of, of people that are runners? I know that we're we're, we're skewed because we of our location. And yes. I, I think that, that, that kind of defines our demographic uh, somewhat. But I want to say that there are conservative um, uh, leaning, leaning people that come for runs, and, and I have delightful conversations with them, and we find much to, to have in common. And so, it's a, as you mentioned, we're very welcoming to everybody. Um, but we're also younger, too, and I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Yeah, y- younger and, you know, more obviously downtown. Yeah, downtown uh, east side, North Shore. It's just so you just get more younger, you know, liberal Bayview. folks. Yeah. But maybe they, maybe being closer to the lake is that uh, pretty much our, our our people are closer Bayview and Franklin and Shorewood, no, east side. I, yeah, and regardless of the side you're in, and you're on, um, run in something that helps you chill. So you, we've seen a lot it of people does. be over, over the top with their emotions. So yeah. uh, regardless, uh, people that run are a little more chill about their opinions, I think. And they're not yeah. the ones that are going to go out there and force theirs 
on others. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that, that when you go on a long run, which is what we're looking forward to this Saturday, um, you have the opportunity to have an extended conversation with an hour, and there's nothing like a long conversation where people can express themselves carefully, and you can listen thoughtfully and reply thoughtfully, um, and it's a, just there's no other forum like this on the planet. There's no other form of sport or exercise that offers and affords people the opportunity to connect uh, as does group running. So if there's, there's anything out there, that, that is one of the more powerful redeeming values of that. So if you find somebody that you don't necessarily agree with, go on an hour-long run with them, and uh, you can learn all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't know before. I hear the perspective of, why would you support so-and-so for president? I won't get political here. And they tell me things. I go, huh, hmm. I never would have thought of that. Uh, I, I wouldn't have. I would have thought everybody who believed what you believe is evil and... Uh, and wants America <laughs> to fail and uh, you know and 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 you turn out well that's not really true they, they just have different priorities and uh, what's important to them isn't necessarily my top priority but um, mm -hmm. it's interesting to feel there so running is a is a wonderful bringing together sport definitely and when you're out there for an hour you have to talk to each other or it's kind of awkward if you're just it running is. with each other it for is. an hour so I was just put pump up music into your headphones and have to listen to deep purple and nobody knows who that is Bum, bum. Uh -oh. Who's Deep Purple? Who's deep Should I know that? Why, why are you saying Deep Purple, uh, uh, Patrick? Uh, because uh, that, that if, if I had a one song that, that was going to pump me up, it was um, uh, uh, it was Deep Purple uh, in some of their jams. And the, one of my favorite ones is, uh, is Lazy. John Lord on keyboards has a live version where he's in concert, 1973. And he just has this rocking piano solo leading into the... The guitar riff, which just takes off, he nods, just he does a little tiny nod in the side of his head, and all of a sudden the guitar explodes and the drums explode, and it's like, oh my god, this is so um, so 70s. I just I just saw them live. Uh, was it just about a year ago? There at the Riverside. Oh, Deep Purple, uh, really? Deep Purple, yeah. It was it was a uh, it was not as you probably remember it to be from the 70s. I think the, some the of the singer had are, to go. Yeah, they're pretty old, and he had yeah. the, the singer would go back whenever he was not singing. He'd go in the backstage, probably sit down, and <laughs> catch <laughs> his breath, and come back out. Which, you know, I I wasn't as impressed. I was impressed by the fact that they are very, you know, they're, they're still out there doing their thing. And it's right. um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, I'll pass it over to Alex real quick. But. <laughs> You, Did you guys kill, hear that? You're killing me with that answer, by the way, Patrick. You're killing me because I'm not at home. I'm out of state, and I don't have all my equipment to replicate a Deep Purple song. But I'll try mm -hmm. my best. Thank you. <laughs> all right, I take just, control of this interview, Alex. <clears throat> I was just over here on mute trying to figure out who Deep Purple was, feeling uh -huh. like, a, like a third third wheeler who has no idea what's going on in this conversation. So I'm just trying to educate myself. But... I figure you guys have all these rap songs and you ask the people who their deep cut is and it's like, I, you know, I don't know any of these people are. I'm way too old. And so then I go, I, we got to get some 70s vintage rock into the mix here because your playlist on Spotify is just way too hip. Uh, so <laughs> way too hip. We got to de-hippify We got to de-hippify it. And get with some, some Get some oldies in there. Bum, 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 bum. All right, cool. Patrick, this was a great episode. I appreciate you. Let's ask you one of, since we already have asked you these questions before, let's just ask you one before we go. Uh, do you want favorite route or one piece of advice to runners? I like the, um, uh, uh, the I'll, do, I'll do both. I'll do them really fast. My favorite route has already been mentioned. It's so the South Shore 
Oak Leaf Trail from um, Southport Pavilion is by far my favorite route in Milwaukee. It's it's gorgeous. Uh, I'll add. Well, a seldom mentioned one is the river route along uh, the Milwaukee River Trail. Uh, I think you've had one or two guests mention that one is a is another beautiful route that goes up and up to Hampton and back down to um, Brady Street uh, area. That's beautiful. But the running advice, I just had a, a, a new runner join OMG, um, and he wants to run on the Marquette track team. And so I was, uh, he went out, and he has been exploding out of the runs at, uh, you know, like a seven-minute pace going about a half mile and then laying down on the side of the road and dying. <laughs> and so I said, we, you know, buddy, we got to get you down to like a nine-minute pace, and uh, we're going to do that. So last night um, he was running and, um, and kind of dying. We were going a nine-minute pace, but this was the furthest he had ever run in his life. Um, and uh, so my advice to him was, when you feel like walking, I want you to just slow down to a grandpa trot. Just like pretend like you're 80 years old and you, you know, you got a, a, a two foot little wingspan with your feet. And I just want you to kind of trot along until you get your breath back, until you get your energy back and then, then keep on going. And so don't walk. Uh, and we got him through six miles in an hour. And uh, it was a new PR for him, a new distance thing for him. And, and he was so proud. And so being able to work with new runners is something that's really fun and, um, and teaching them how to survive when you're, when you're dead. What's a little technique and the grandpa hey, shuffle. The grandpa shuffle. You yeah. told me about the grandpa shuffle and I'm <laughs> going to use that for the marathon this weekend because we yeah. were talking strategy and part of my strategy involved me maybe walking and you're like, no. And you looked at me and you're like, this is what you do. And you ah. showed me in real time. And I'm like, so now I got the grandpa shuffle in my back pocket if I need it. Ah, amen. Hey, man. Cool. All right, guys. I appreciate you. It was a great episode. And uh, Patrick, enjoy your run on Saturday. Thank you very much, you guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon.